It's Monday, February 7th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warned Sunday that a Russian invasion of Ukraine could be imminent and might entail a high cost for the civilians living there. Quote, if war breaks out, it will come at an enormous human cost to Ukraine, but we believe that based on our preparations and our response, it will come at a strategic cost to Russia as well, end quote. Russia has 83 battalion tactical troops poised near the country, a substantial increase from the 53 groups it had in December and 60 last month, according to officials familiar with the U.S. intelligence assessments. Should Russia continue adding its forces and then mount an all-out attack to try to take over the entire country, 25,000 to 50,000 civilians could be killed or wounded, and the extent of the toll would depend on how much fighting there would be in urban areas. The Biden administration is preparing to unveil its first broad economic strategy for the Asia-Pacific region, a move awaited by U.S. allies and American business groups that are uneasy about China's expanding influence in the region. With the new Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, the U.S. aims to work more closely with friendly nations on issues including digital trade, supply chains, and green technology. The framework is aimed at filling the hole in U.S.-Asia strategy left by its 2017 departure from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, a robust trade agreement the U.S. had helped to design as a counterweight to China. A cross-section of economists, diplomats, and trade experts say the administration faces a battle in creating an effective pact that brings together many of Asia's economies to set the rules of engagement for commerce and new technology. Employers from McDonald's to home builder Pult Group Incorporated said staffing pressures caused by hiring challenges and surging COVID-19 cases suppressed growth or cut into operations in the fourth quarter. While pressures may be easing in some aspects for large companies, indicating a diminishing effect of the Omicron variant going forward, labor challenges and other concerns remain. Stronger-than-expected job growth in January also indicated that effects of the variant may be moderating as Omicron peaks in many regions. U.S. employers added 467,000 jobs in January, exceeding economists' expectations. Still, the rapid increase of COVID-19 cases has disrupted operations at a number of manufacturers, and some companies continue to experience staffing shortages. The mayor of Canada's capital declared a state of emergency Sunday as protesters opposed to COVID-19 restrictions continued to paralyze Ottawa's downtown. Mayor Jim Wilson said the declaration highlights the need for support from other jurisdictions and levels of government. It gives the city some additional powers around procurement and how it delivers services, which could help purchase equipment required by frontline workers and first responders. Thousands of protesters descended in Ottawa again on the weekend joining a hundred who remained since last weekend. The Freedom Truck Convoy has attracted support from many U.S. Republicans, including former President Donald Trump, who called Prime Minister Justin Trudeau a far-left lunatic who has destroyed Canada with insane COVID mandates. Tokyo drug mater Shinogi said it plans to seek approval this month to sell its COVID-19 treatment pill in Japan after the company found that in human trials, the pill had strong virus-fighting ability compared with Pfizer's Plaxovid. Shinogi acknowledged that the studies of its drugs are much smaller than Pfizer's and have yet to prove effectiveness in preventing serious COVID-19 cases. 
Pfizer said its final stage trial, which included more than 2,000 patients, showed Plaxlovid cut the risk of hospitalization or death by 89% if patients took the pill within three days of diagnosis. And Queen Elizabeth II remembered the past and sought to cement the future of the monarchy Sunday as the United Kingdom marked the 70th anniversary of her rule. Britain's longest-serving monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, has been a constant presence as Britain navigated the end of the empire, the swinging 60s, the labor strife of the 1980s, international terrorism, Brexit, and the COVID-19 pandemic. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.